Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone. This is the Building Heroes Podcast, and we're on episode 33. And I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Angel Bainey, who I actually met online in a group that we were both in, and we just clicked, and I am so excited for you to hear what she has to share with us. And I was um, think trying to think of a word that would describe her, and I just thought of sparkle. She just Aww. sparkles. <laughs> she's just so fun and she sparkles and she's so encouraging and enthusiastic about things. So Angel, welcome. And how about if we just start off with you sharing a little bit about you and your story? Why miss that word? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I am sparkling now because I've, I've figured some things out and as a mom like when you figure some things out you feel that you've succeeded right yeah <laughs> so what I figured out was that my daughter is different from me and when I say that her personality is different from mine and once I learned about her personality then we were able to communicate better. So it all started when all our kids came home um, last March, you know, when COVID started hitting and schools started closing. And um, so we, you know, I thought she would take to the iPad, she would be in her classes and this was gonna be easy, right? But as I was getting her ready for school, turning on the iPad, she was like, nope. And I'm like, what do you mean, nope? I'm not doing this. I don't like to be online for school. She'd turn off her camera. She'd turn the volume to mute. Um, you know, she'd walk away. She'd start chasing the cat, anything to avoid being online for school. And I thought, this is crazy. So what did I go into? I went into my pattern and habit of yelling because I came from a big out Italian family and that's what we do. We like to yell. <laughs> Talk loudly. That. Make yeah. it a little nicer, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm very emotional and my daughter's emotional too. And we would just crying, we'd run upstairs, we'd slam doors and it just was not working out. The stress was awful. And she was only seven and I'm like, things have to change. And that's when I started looking for a way to communicate with her and why we were clashing. Because, you know, she is my why. She's the love of my life. And I realized if this went on as she grew, that she may not come to me and tell me when she was being bullied or if somebody was, you know, touching her inappropriately or if somebody was speaking to her in a way that they shouldn't. So I thought, gotta stop this now and figure out how we can move forward so that she trusts me. I love that. And I remember when you started finding this out, mm -hmm. this, this system 
to figure out how to do this because you were very excited about it and with good reason because it just opened up your mind so much to figure out how to do this. So with this too, I love that you said she's your why yeah. and you saw the problem and you could have kept yelling, mm -hmm. but instead you said, I need to change this. And so you started looking around for solutions. Now, you know, we don't always find the solution right away, but I feel like you were fortunate and you found something that really worked for you right up front, which is awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you were able to change this and if you still keep yelling? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, the, the change came about when I went to a master class. You know, we all started doing Zoom and seeing all these free things. And I saw this bank methodology, which spoke to me because it seemed like such an easy way. And I thought, this is way too easy. But I didn't have time to dwell deep into a lot of things and, and spend years, right? Um, I didn't want to be the therapist. I wanted to just be the mom and just be able to help her and have her understand where I was coming from also so she could understand. So BANK is an acronym that stands for Blueprint Action Nurturing Knowledge. And within 90 seconds, you know, we use these bank cards that have values. Each card has 12 values. And what the founder of BANK figured out is she used this in sales and she couldn't understand why all these other assessments that she had taken and had taught her how to be a better salesperson, why they weren't getting her to where she needed to be. And so she kind of looked at these systems and thought, this is based in psychology, all these other assessments like Myers-Briggs, DISC, color codes. And she thought, what if we reverse engineered? And I looked at why people buy. And if you think about it right, our kids are always selling to us. Mom, I need this. Mom, I need this. But you already have a million of those. Yeah, but I need this one specifically, right? They're like little salespeople. And somehow we lose that as we get older. And then we think of how do we sell ourselves to people and not in a manipulative way. And that's what I love about Bank. Bank is based on raising your emotional intelligence because first you recognize your bank code and who you are, and then you recognize the other person and you step into the other person's values to speak in their code, speak the way that they wanna be treated. So Molly, you and I have done this and we're, we are different bank codes and mine starts with nurturing, yours starts with knowledge. So when we speak to each other, you speak to me in a loving way, and I speak to you in a logical way so that we understand each other depending on what we're talking about. And that's, I think, how we build, you know, this relationship because we all have all four codes. But when you're in a um, climate where you're speaking with someone, 
you want to know what their code is at that moment so that you give them the best value and you can get along. So with children, right? So my daughter's an action child. I mean, this is why she couldn't be online. It's almost impossible, right? She needs to be active doing things. So when I learned that she was this high action child, we made her classroom. And actually that came from your help because you told me, because I knew nothing about homeschooling. You said, Angel, you cannot make your home into that classroom. That's not we, what we do as homeschooling moms. That's what people don't get. You work with them for a few hours. And when you see that they're tired, that means they're not learning or if they're frustrated, they're not learning. So with your help, I learned how to be that homeschooling remote mom and set her up for success instead of failure using her bank code. Yeah, I love that. So tell us how, how you helped her because she did still have online classes to do, right? So right. You, you found out that she, she values action the most. And that's at the top of her list. And, and sitting online does not involve a ton of action usually. Um, so how did you help her with that? Well, we have to also recognize at this time in COVID, right? Where a lot of us are in our stress code. And so our stress code is the third letter. So for my daughter, her stress code was knowledge, right? So she is an action, nurturing, knowledge blueprint. So knowing that she was in her stress code, but I needed to put these things in action, I knew that I had to keep lighting a spark for her. So instead of, I, I spoke with her teachers and her teachers totally got it, which that was a big help. Mm -hmm. So we were able to do things like that were more active and that she could learn from as she was doing in her classroom, like actually seeing like an activity. So we would go outside and we would do some science experiments, right? So she was actively participating in that. And what I learned is we couldn't do these things for too long of a time because as an action child, you get bored really easily. And so it's on to the next thing. You've got like maybe a 15, 20 minute window and you better get it done mm -hmm. and go to the next thing. Or, you know, the other thing is also interruption, right? They talk about that a lot in mindset, like our um, behavior with children. When they're misbehaving, um, do something to interrupt that pattern, like make a joke. And then hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll start laughing and they'll forget why they were having their meltdown. So that, that was amazing. And uh, again, with your help of just saying, oh yeah, this doesn't make sense. I'm not a classroom, we're at home learning. It's not a classroom, but I have tools to help her learn. Yeah, I love that. And you know, another one I was thinking of too, you know, <clears throat> when you wanna do like a pattern interrupt, for if they start misbehaving and this would this probably is something you just already do naturally is move just stand up move to a different location or something like that oh. especially with an action child 
Oh, yes. <laughs> right. They always, they always need like different views. Right. But sometimes maybe it's got to be you that stands up and makes a different view, right. Mm -hmm. To interrupt the pattern if they're not. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And you know, because her last code was blueprint. So your last code is usually the one that you need to work most on. That's the one that always needs that little bit of help to bring you up to have your codes at like an even kill. And so, you know, I, second code is blueprint. So I set up bookshelves. I had everything organized. Like here's your math work with some math behind it. Here's like your art and, you know, had the rulers, the crayons, everything was in their little niche. She came along and she just wore it apart. Mom, I can't learn like that. <laughs> you know, and I, I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? It's so organized. You'll be able to find stuff. She's like, you know, I don't find stuff when it's neatly organized. <laughs> and that was like such an aha moment when I learned that like her blueprint is so low. And it's hilarious because her father's blueprint is so high. And my blueprint is second. So we're all about those structures, steps, having things organized. Um, yeah, so our house has become a little disorganized. <laughs> because really, it's about her right now and getting her through this COVID so that she doesn't, um, you know, kids are, uh, at this age, some of them just don't understand it. And you don't know what their mental health is because sometimes they won't tell you. Well, so I want to be an open book in our house. And if I see that she's going off kilter a little bit, it could be anything right now. Right. Mm -hmm. But it could be that underlying fear of is my mommy and daddy going to get sick? Am I going to be sick? Is one of my friends going to be sick? Yeah. And I think sometimes too, kids don't even know what's yeah. going on with them. They may have all this, this stuff going on and through them and they're not feeling quite right. They're a little off kilter, but they can't even pinpoint it. And it's maybe just because of all the stuff in the air and because of some of the stuff that they start maybe even thinking at a subconscious level, you know? Yeah. And don't you think, I mean, you have a lot more children than I have. I only have one. <laughs> <laughs> and I only have a girl, so I know only what I know from raising this little girl. But what I know from talking to my sisters that have boys is that, you know, this is the age that's so precious for little girls. You know, she just turned eight a couple months ago. And really, this is when their hormones start to change just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But not only that. They say by the time a girl reaches eight, that's when their self-esteem starts to dwindle. And so we need to make sure that our girls are staying, you know, with that high self-esteem, their self-doubt isn't kicking in, that we keep them motivated and we keep them, you know, understanding that they're, they're full of worth. Yeah. And not just with words, with actions, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that totally applies to boys too. Okay. 
yeah. yeah. I mean, in maybe it's slightly different, but boys need to know their worth just as much as girls. Yeah. Too. Because I feel like in a way, as we start to empower women more, one way that they seem to be doing it in our culture is by putting men down. Yeah, I don't like that either because, you know, coming from a relationship of, you know, domestic violence with my first husband, we need to empower the boys. We just need to treat everybody with respect. No one is over here. No one is above here. Whether you have money, you don't, you come from a different background, whatever. We just need to see each other as valued Mm -hmm. equally, right? And you're right. Um, You know, I believe in women empowerment and everything, but not at the cost of putting down our boys. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's sometimes what starts happening. Like I watched some TV shows and the dads are always made out to be these bumbling idiots. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, that's not how it is. We work together, you know, as women exactly from the history of the world. Right. And, and we don't need to have the men put down in order for the women to be, to be empowered. So yeah, it's an interesting balance of how things have been going with that movement. Yeah. And again, when we come back to learning the bank code, that's what it's about. It's not about putting women above men or blah, blah, blah. It's about learning your personalities, what you really value first, right? Because even though you change codes, like me being a nurturer, nurturing first, I, I don't think that will ever change. This is how I always was. Like I was gave to others before giving to myself. I was always about, let's go out and save the world. Let's, you know, save the animals, save the planet. Um, I love being in partnerships. I really don't like doing things by myself because I think having partners is so much better you know, um, I'm all about community and building that up. But my daughter, so I would say to her, hey, let's go out and do like a fundraiser. And she's like, well, why? That sounds boring. And not that she doesn't love people, right? Because she's very empathetic. I've had her teachers say, you know, Gianna will go over to the kid in the playground and say, do you want to come play? if she feels like they're being left out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel very fortunate about that. But her first thought isn't, let's go save the road. Her first thought is, let's run 20 laps around like my house. Or, you know, let's take apart something just so, because I can, <laughs> you know? Or, you know. I love that. So... You know, you mentioned that you were yelling at her all the time. So tell us how that's helped to know her personality code and yours. Yeah. So that was the amazing thing because I didn't think it was possible, but within two weeks, I started realizing that things were changing and that 
because I was understanding her because I wasn't coming from my personality. I was in her personality doing what she needed that we really started having these wonderful talks. And when I needed her to do something, instead of yelling, I would use these action word values and it would resonate with her. Or if I knew she was in her stress code, I would use knowledge words to get her to do something so that she wouldn't have these meltdowns. And, you know, as a parent, you can't say like, they'll never hundred percent be there. I mean, if God, if we could, she's, I'd be like a billionaire, right? <laughs> I'm really practiced. Yeah. But I do want to say that I was so impressed and my husband was even more because my husband is very soft-spoken. He does not like yelling. So, you know, we didn't have Gianna until about 10 years after we were married. Um, and I don't think we ever fought, except one time when I threw a sock at him and he kind of laughed. That was supposed to hurt, right? Um, but we never fought. And then, you know, children come along, so things kind of change. And that's when our relationship started changing and I started getting worried. So even knowing his code, we would be able to sit down and talk about things the way he needed it and the way I needed it. And then neither of us were yelling at Gianna to get things done. We were able to speak to her the way she would hear it and value it. So give me an example then of if, if you wanted her to get something done, how would you do that with action words? Um, so let's just say, oh, let's take getting ready for school, right? Because she's back in school now. And so me being like blueprint nurturing, I don't want to be late for anybody because I don't want to disappoint them with my lateness, my tardiness, right? So I'm always early. But my daughter's like, let's get ready at the last second because that's what I do. You know, I'm going to kind of roll around on the couch, do some cartwheels. I'm going to chase after the cat. <laughs> do all these things to avoid being ready. So now we have agreed to set like five minutes. She has. I give her a five minute warning and I'm like, run it off, play with the cat do your cartwheels, do whatever you need to do. In five minutes, we're going to get this going. And we make it a game. All right, ready? Get your shoes on. Get your coat on. Grab your lunchbox. Let's go. I love that. And the action we're out the door. Yeah. And the action words that you're not late. That, that's so amazing. That's so amazing. Because the action words you're giving her are, First off, you're giving the five minute warning. So that means she's got to hurry and take action. Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, get this going. And you make it a game and you make it fun. That, yeah, because it's like a relay race. Shoes, coat, you know, lunchbox. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> a relay race. That's great. Yeah, that's so much better than probably the alternative where you're like, why can't you ever be ready on time? Hurry and, you know, get, go you know, we're going to be late. And, and then the stress level in the home just goes way up. And, oh yeah. Yeah. 
one of the words that I realized that I was saying, and I'm sure other moms, dads, when they're getting their kids ready is, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. What a ridiculous statement, right? What are your kids doing? They don't know they're doing it to you. They're like, I'm just playing. Like, I'm just in my mode here. I'm not doing anything to you. This is all about me because, you know, they are little narcissists. <laughs> I mean, at this age, it is about them because they're trying to understand themselves, right? Yeah. So they're, um, she would look at me and then that would make me angrier. I'm like, you know, and then I thought about it. I'm like, well, she's not doing anything to me. Like that is a false statement in my head. Yeah. That's just how she came. And sure, maybe we can train them to do things a little better, but they're not doing it on purpose to you most of the time. Maybe sometimes no. they are, but even still. Yeah, they get a little bit smarter, but still, they're, I, I believe that, you know, I believe most children are not manipulative. When they are, you know that they're doing it because it's so obvious. You and know, they, because it's like a game for them, right? Right. And they've learned that's what gets them what they want. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, most children, like, we need to respect them if we want respect. Like, you know, we, we have to think about this of how we treat each other as adults, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not going to respect the person that you're speaking to, they're not going to respect you. So why, if you're going to treat your child without respect, why would they respect you? You know, they always say model what you believe in. Well, if you're not modeling that, then how are they supposed to learn? They're just little people that are, are trying to form their life and they only have you to form it, right? Yeah, they have some outside influences, but in the end, the children look mostly to their parents to form their opinions, their values, their, their interests. Absolutely. You know, I think sometimes as parents, we resort to the frustration and the yelling because we don't know any other way. And I, I mean, I did this myself too, when I had my, when my kids were a lot younger and I didn't want to be like that, but I couldn't figure out a way out. I, I didn't know what else to do. And so that's one thing that I really love about your the system, the bank personality system, because it does help you understand better how, <laughs> how your kids are thinking so differently from you. And it doesn't mean that you're right and they're wrong or they're right and you're wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And you know, this is so easy for children to understand. And that's what I love about it. Like, as soon as I showed my daughter the cards, she was so excited because it is like a game, right? And then she was like, I know exactly what your code is. I know exactly what daddy's code is, <laughs> you know? And now she looks at some friends, if they're kind of flashing, she'll go, mommy, I wonder what their first code is. So it's brilliant because it gets them to think about the other person instead of themselves. And if this is what we can teach children, you know, I mean, this is a big lesson because everybody talks about how the emotional intelligence is so much more important than IQ, you know, like yeah. IQ is really good, but if you have IQ and you don't have emotional intelligence, 
then you're going to suffer a lot in life, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can teach children this along with, you know, getting them to learn their reading, their writing, what they're interested in as their emotional intelligence is growing, man, they'll be superstars. They'll be superheroes. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it, it's an amazing um, skill to put in their tool belt, whatever heroes carry around with them. I always say tool belt. And then I think, do, do heroes carry around tools? Well, okay. Do you think heroes have like secret pockets in their capes? Yeah. And maybe, you know, some of them have weapons, but you know, we don't want them to have weapons to fight with. I don't know. I'll have to think. No, I would think like if you're a superhero though, like you have these powers so you could just magically make it's them appear, right? Power. That's what it is. I, I yeah. know that. I've said that before too, <laughs> but I always say add it to your tool belt. You. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I forget sometimes what things I say, but yeah, it, it's like, you know, you're adding it to your collection of superpowers. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, we're gonna go with that. Yeah, that's okay. perfect. I should probably write it down so I don't forget it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm more recording because- Yeah, then I can come back and remember. But yes, yes. I mean, any skill that we can give to our kids that's going to help them navigate their own journey is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I do love the idea that it's so simple because I've done a lot of stuff with personality tests and they can get complicated. Like you don't want to go give your kids the Meyer Briggs test. <laughs> You're not going to get that. <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of, and a lot of the tests are like answer for when you were a kid and, and the kid's like, well, I am a kid. Well, I'm like, well, that helps, but. <laughs> That's a great point. And a lot of them have these, I want to see these tricky redundant questions. Yes. You know, and you're like, wait, I answered that, but are they trying to trick me in a way to answer it again? You know? Yeah. And even, even when I've presented the cards to adults, you know, sometimes as adults, we, we tend to overthink things and yes. you've seen the cards. And yes. so they have 12 values on them and you can be like, well, I'm a lot like this. I'm a lot like this. But eventually, you know what really speaks to you. You're like, oh yeah, like, you know, take um, the logic card. You know that you want people to, to understand what they're talking about. You want them, if they're going to try to explain things to you, don't like just kind of get it out of the sky, like be an expert on it if you really want to sell me on that, right? Um, you know, data science is important because that's what you live by, right? So a lot of these knowledge kids love to read. They love to do experiments. They are our kids that are going to invent the, the next thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So we want to put these kids on pedestals because they're so smart. But at the same time, we don't want them to be socially awkward because they're only going to be smarter if they fit in to the community if they fit in with their friends for sure and we also don't want them to only get their self-esteem from being so smart right mm -hmm. so i know someone that is a very high knowledge child and i listened to him on this podcast 
And he was so brilliant. I've shown him the cards. And he, the one thing he said, which I would love all children to say this is, and he's 14. Okay. Um, so it's pretty young, right? Yeah. You know, it's good age. He said, once I realized my ego was so big and that everybody around me wasn't stupid, I just thought I was so smart. <laughs> once I let go of that ego and I realized all my friends were smart too, they just looked at things a different way, we became better friends. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So why don't you describe what each of you, you just described to us really well what a knowledge kid would look like. Why don't you tell us the other three, the B-A-N, what, what okay. the, those types of kids look like? You kind of covered the action a bit with your own daughter, but yeah. So if you have a blueprint child, they're usually standing at the door if you told them you're going somewhere. They're right. <laughs> they're ready to go. Like say they play, you know, baseball, they're going to have their stuff ready at the door. And if you are an action parent and that child's ready to go and you're running late, they're going to look at you and call you a liar because you're not getting them in places on time. Right. You're they not are very, the yes. you're not exactly. You're not following the rules. Yes. And they hate to break the rules. They do best when they have methods and structures. So if you have a blueprint child, you really want to keep them on a schedule and keep them structured because that's when they do the best. If you plan a trip and you're willy nilly about where you're going or what you're doing, or if you have friends that are like, let's go to the movies. They'll be like, what time, who's driving? How are we getting there? When does it end? Where are we going afterwards? Now that's going to drive the action kid crazy because an action kid's all about flexibility, freedom. They break the rules. They're like, what do you mean? We'll just go to a movie and who cares what's playing? We'll just, when we get there, we'll just decide. And, you know, we'll just call our parents when we're ready to go. And so they're usually butting heads and action kids. Um, and, and, and this is, um, just like the basic values. So not all action kids have this value, but you'll see most of these. A lot of action kids like to be like the champions. So if they're playing sports, they want that trophy and they're very competitive. They're very competitive at school. They're very competitive. Like say you have a Girl Scout that's selling cookies, man, she's gonna be your highest seller, right? Oh yeah. But she wants to get all those rewards. She wants to go to Disney and meet all the princesses or like go to Epcot center and, you know, you know, whatever, but they are going to get the prizes and they are going to go after everything they want. The nurturing kid is like, let's go like clean up the litter in the park. You know, let's, um, usually your nurturing child is gonna is is going to want to recycle because they recycle the box whereas blueprints inside the box the action child is there's not even a box and the knowledge person the knowledge child invents the box there are engineers right or scientists hmm. but the nurturing child is if if you are speaking to a nurturing child and you're not looking in them in the eyes they're going to not trust you. It's all about that eye contact, about hugging, loving. 
you have to really tell a nurturing child a lot that you love them. So that's a great story too. Me being nurturing, I love to hear, I love you, right? Uh-huh. So I would say to my, my daughter, hey, I really love you. And she's like, I know, mommy, you tell me all the time. <laughs> and it broke my heart, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so now I play a game with her and I'm like, the secret. Like, no, you love me. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna do something else. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she now tells me, I like you a whole lot. So I said to her, you know what? That means so much to me. Because she can love someone, it doesn't mean you always like them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and my husband always tells me, being a blueprint, well, why do you have to tell someone you love them all the time? I show you I love you. I am married you. I told you I loved you when I married you. If I fall out of love with you, you'll know it. <laughs> Which is good to know. Yes. 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 And, you know, it creates a lot of tension in families when you don't know these things. Because yeah. if you've got a parent that is a blueprint, and they're not saying I love you to their child who's a nurturing child. That could cause the child to feel like maybe their parent doesn't love them. And that blueprint may give you all these gifts. You know, they're very structured. Oh, I'm going to give you a present on your birthday. I'm going to give you an award for something you've done well. But the nurturing child just really wants a big hug and to hear, I love you. Right? Yeah. Give me that warmth and sunshine. And that's kind of hard for a blueprint at times. Yeah. No, that's so good. It's so good. And it's not like we're trying to put our kids into a box by helping them understand their bank code and their primary value of what makes them tick is really what it is, right? But because we have all of these values, we do value all of them. Right. And I think this is what you were saying earlier is it's really great to know the primary value, but it's good to know the other ones too, so that we can learn how to become more balanced. And like you said, well, yeah, go and ahead. as your child grows, they may go into another code. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, something may become more important. Um, so we want them to understand that we want parents to understand that because say if you have a boy or a girl and they start to change their values, if you don't understand, you may say, oh, well, he used to love to play sports, but now he just wants to read books. Well, he turned around that value system because now maybe he values reading and, and learning more because his true self has come out or her true self has come out, right? So yeah. we really need to understand when they change their codes so that we can adjust to that. I like that too, because sometimes when you take a personality test, it starts making you think, oh, well, that's just how I am, right? But with this, it's really just, what do you value right now the most? Right. And, and I want to tell you that's one of the biggest things that when we work with people, we tell them, do not be your code yeah. your 
your code is not your identity. What we teach you is how to be all four codes so that you can have the highest emotional intelligence and you can be aligned. Yes. And that's what we need to teach our children, that you can value all of these things. And when you do, you will understand so many more people in the world. Yes. Oh, I love that so much because I was actually just uh, reading the book called Personality Isn't Permanent. No. Oh, I love that. Now I can't remember what it's called, but it's by, I think it's by Benjamin Hardy, but it's something along those lines. But he, that's his whole point is, is that sometimes we get so stuck in these tests that we think that that's how it is, <laughs> you know? Well, and, and I think some of us are addicted to those tests, right? Because yeah, we, we want it. to kind of label ourselves, but not label ourselves. Well, we want to label ourselves so that we can excuse ourselves for the things we're not doing, yeah. right? And then we can, you know, justify the things we are doing. And, you know, I think, I think they definitely still have value because it helps us understand ourselves better. But I yeah. that that's one thing that I really do like about the bank code because it is just a value system and values aren't right. Or, you know, these values are all pretty universal right? And, and when we value all of them, that is when we're in alignment. And so that makes so much more sense that that's the end game of these things. Right. And we're not saying it doesn't matter if you're an introvert, extrovert, you still have these values. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're right. Like you're not putting people into this description of who they are. And we tell people constantly, don't, don't be your code change your code, change it up, change it up. So you learn, you learn, um, you know, because when we're in group calls, people will be like, and it's funny because, I, and I think maybe it's just the times that a lot of people's blueprint is low, like they're trying to figure out their structure, their systems and stuff, but they're learning new things, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people have quit their job, maybe been fired, laid off. And so they no longer have that structure if they were a blueprint. And, um, and so we're like, don't, don't be that lap. Don't make excuses that your last code's a blueprint. And therefore that's why you're so unorganized. Yeah. Like your job is to blue, bring that blueprint up to the other levels so that you, you succeed. So, yeah. 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 No, so. it's great. So you had me take the bank code test and I tell you, it was so beautifully simple that I was thinking, I don't know how this is going to work because it literally took like 10 seconds, <laughs> Yeah, but it was totally spot on. And, and it really did give me some good insights into myself and some of my kids as well. To, to yeah. They took the test too. You had a couple of your kids yes. take the test. Yes. And so I love that. So I know that other people can take this test too. So why don't you tell our listeners where they can take this 10 second test to see what their code is and tell us more. Yeah, so it's super easy. You just go to my site um, and crack your code. So you can either go to my website, which is hear my voice now, or you can go to crack my code slash um, Angela.Bainey which I'll have you put it in the, yes, in it'll the be comments. The, it'll be in the yeah. comments. 
But when you crack your code, it's free and you get this really amazing report and it really does talk to you about who you are. And right now, if you go and crack your you ugh, I can't speak. If you go and crack your code, then you can set up like a 15 minute call with me just because I like to go over it with you to just make sure you understand and and so you really get value out of the report. You know, I just don't want you to crack your code and then never look at this report because it will give you some ahas. Yes. And that's so awesome because you did that for me too. And, and it did really help to be like, oh yeah, especially when you're explaining some of the things, because you're really good at that in, in explaining, you know, the different types or not types, values, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and the way that your letters are right now depends on how you go about things. And when you recognize that, that's how you start to make changes. Yeah. And yeah. so right now um, we have this great offer where if you want to learn more after I talk with you, you can get these 40 modules and they're about bank fundamentals and also relationships. And I have an offer that if you sign up for that, it's like, it's $49. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have spent $49 on things that were just wasted, but I actually take three weeks with you one, one hour a week to teach you some other in-depth things so that you can really, really go out and crack your code with your families, your friends, and then see this greater value. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's really yeah. good. I mean, I spend that much on pizza. <laughs> I know. I was just at the grocery store and I'm like, wait, how did I get to $150 for like three people and I have nothing? <laughs> what am I making for dinner tonight? Wait, I, I forgot dinner. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking time to come yeah, share this bank system with us and your experiences with it. And I, I love how you know, just finding something that can really just shift the things in your life. It can be so life-changing, you know, just because we have an issue and we don't know how to change it. It doesn't mean we have to stay there. You know, right. there are solutions out there. So yes. thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.